It's season 18 of Homemaker Chic Podcast. This season, we are doing it for the people. The holidays are coming, and we're doing it for the people. I want you to join us over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. Support the show at $1, 5 or $10 a month. At that top fangirl level, you'll have access to the full video versions of the show. Lots of fun. We love you. Now let's rock this next episode. Ladies and gentlemen, season finale, season something of Homemaker Chic Podcast. (laughs) Wait, did you just change your shirt while I was just took my sweater off? I was kind of hot. I'm. I don't know what's been going on with me. I did this last week too, and I'm not even having wine this week. For those of you, thank you for those messages. I'm having water. I just get excited when I get to talk to Angela. (laughs) Did you get messages last week? Sometimes people don't like it when you drink wine. It's like, I had three ounces. Can we just sit down, Betty? Just chill out a little bit. <laughs> okay, they are a major sponsor. If you're new here, no, we you drink wine. I, you know what I think it is? I think <laughs> like, genuinely people, they don't, like, I don't struggle with moderation. I don't have an, like, an addictive yeah. personality like that. So uh-huh. it can take me, I think, there's two or like three days assumption. to drink a bottle of wine. You know, like, yeah. And I don't think culturally that makes sense to people. Well, not not in Wine on Wednesday culture. That's no what way. I'm saying. Chardonnay it's like they all day. No way. It's a culture. Yeah. Yeah. People haven't been introduced to this, the culture of like moderation of like more of a, I'm generalizing European style of drinking, you know, where I'm not like, I'm not doing yeah. Jaeger bombs. Okay. That's not what I'm talking about. Gosh. Anyway, welcome to Homemaker Chic welcome. Podcast. <laughs> what do we do here, this Shay? This is the podcast where we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind. If you are a homemaker, an aspiring homemaker, a seasoned homemaker, this is where you belong. This is where we are going to remind you that we are doing this work alongside with you, that this work has value. Your work in the home has value. Your work around the home with the people of your home, it all has value. We're here alongside you doing the work, getting better over time, and uh, it's good. This work is good. What a great podcast, like, subject. You know what I mean? Homemaking? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, forever. Fodder forever. Forever fodder. Fodder forever. (laughs) Fodder forever. Yes. As as much fodder as the crumbs on your countertop or in your silverware drawer. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I just think you know, people just close the drawer before <laughs> they cut the bread on the counter, you know? <laughs> well, I just think, you know, that. seasons change. It, even like motherhood, mm-hmm. the seasoning, the season of motherhood changes so much from when you have little babies to when you have teenagers to when your children leave the house. Mm-hmm. You know, even gardening has these very intense seasons or times of life homesteading, which we do here, you know, that goes through a lot of transformations that has all different kinds of stages. But the thread that kind of is constant throughout the entire thing is you're still going to live somewhere. Like you're still going to be homemaking somewhere, whether or not you have a garden, whether or not you have a dairy cow, whether or not you're pregnant or nursing a baby or sending a kid off to school or whatever it is, you're going to be making a home. Mm -hmm. It's foundational. Mm-hmm. Foundational. Yep. Foundational yep. forever fodder. 
foundational forever potter um i'm shay elliott of the blog the elliott homestead (laughs) and joined by angela reed of parisian farm girl we are the hosts of homemaker chic podcast which most of you probably already know but if you're new here and you enjoy what you hear please take a second to share the podcast with a sister a mother a friend who you think would enjoy the podcast as well i have a funny story to tell you I was at church on Sunday talking with um, a friend of mine and, you know, we don't get to talk too often. She's got a bunch of little kids and like, you know how it is with church, like depending on where, what pew you sit in, you may or may not Mm -hmm. get conversation Mm -hmm. with people every Sunday. Right. Okay. And I don't really talk about my work there. That's not the place for it, obviously. So she went out with a bunch of her younger girlfriends And they were recommending books and podcasts that they liked to listen to. And one of them recommended Mm -hmm. Homemaker Chic. So Jessica goes home, listens to Homemaker Chic, and she's listening and listening. She's like, like, that's Shay's voice. (laughs) What? Shay has a podcast? (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. That's funny. it's, It's happened. They're like. I'm like, yeah, that that's me. You talk about work. Do I talk about work? Mm-hmm. Like with your friends? No, but it's happened before where somebody has said something about the show. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, that's me. Or like my cousin was at her Bible study and somebody said, oh, there's a show you got to listen to. And she's like, yeah, that's my cousin. <laughs> and it's happened to my sister. And yeah, no, I don't. Funny? I don't talk about my I feel Mm-mm really self-conscious about talking about what I do to even my friends, even my friends in town. I feel like their eyes like instantly glaze over or maybe that's just my paranoia. It's just so um, multifaceted, you know, like I don't really have any desire to try to like unpack it. And it's hard to define. It's hard to define. And yeah. And, and like then when secretly, you do, do you like sometimes you kind of you... feel like a narcissist? I, I feel yes, like I do. A narcissist. So it feels icky. It feels I, icky. It feels like 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 look like I am the star. It's called yeah. Parisian Farm Girl, and that's me. <laughs> so like I I'm the little star of this little brand. You know, it's yeah, I'm the person. And so that feels really weird to talk it does like that's feel weird. really weird like, like you've you made a business myself. like out of yourself on youtube <laughs> yeah 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 but it is interesting like if you do ever end up like having a conversation about it that that doesn't feel horrible and you're like comparing work notes with people when you sort of explain to people what what's be what goes into what you do they're shocked they're shocked about lighting they're shocked about microphones they're shocked about search engine optimization and keywords and the getting the perfect thumbnail for YouTube. Like they don't, people don't like realize everything that goes into it either. So, so Big that time. can be an interesting conversation. If you I love stomach to talk about yourself exactly. for more than two minutes. Exactly. You know, like, or, or just to talk about if, like I, my friend Amber, she, they're entrepreneurs. And like, I love talking to entrepreneurs because we yes. get to sit here and we get to talk about homemaking and all these things. And like, it's easy to strike up a conversation with somebody about homemaking. Like, oh, how mm-hmm. old are your kids? And we're like, oh, have you found a laundry detergent you like or whatever it is? It's right, a lot right, harder right. to find somebody that you can sit down with and talk about things like branding and 
advertising yes. schedules and 10 year yes. visions for where you want to take your work. And like, I feel like entrepreneurship is almost one of those things that you have that makes sense to you or you don't. Mm -hmm. And it really sure. is like, I why would so. you even want to talk about those things? Right, 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 mm -hmm. right. It's interesting. Hmm. Anyway, but here we're, we're going to talk about homemaking. <laughs> we're going to talk about homemaking. Podcast. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> Thank goodness. You know, we're going to get requests, but we want you to do that too. Like, oh, sometimes yeah. people are like, could you do a show about starting a blog? I'm like, nope. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I can't. It's like when people ask me to talk about going back to when the kids were little and it's like, oh man, that's, that's deep. So I told you guys, my friend Dolores, Bella Figura podcast had her baby, Giovanni, and so wonderful. Yeah. So I was messaging her the other day and how's it going? And she was saying, Giovanni's just kind of a little fussy. And I was like, I talk about, this is going to be controversial. Oh Lord. Here she goes again. Up a post from my blog from 2010 mm -hmm. or 2011, which was many moons uh -huh. ago, on Baby Wise. I said, Have you heard of Baby Wise? And she says, No. And I dug this up. It feels like it's from she the never heard of it. a bygone era when you dig up a blog yeah, right? post from 13 years ago. When you Google yourself, I did. I Googled I myself. Elliot Homestead Baby Wise. Da, da, da. I do that. Here you I go. Google my recipes. <laughs> I do that all the time. Anyway, I yeah. sent her this article like, take it with a grain of salt. It's not everyone's cup of tea, but mm -hmm. if you're into it, and it just took me back to those times because I read it to think, oh, is this actually going to be helpful for her? Do I unpack this yeah. enough in the blog post for it to be helpful to somebody? Mm -hmm. So I had to reread it and it really transformed me back to what it was like with nap times and hauling around pack and plays and cradling the car seat in your arm you know and just all oh of gosh, that and i was right like bicep is just ripped oh your shoulders <laughs> just and yeah. just shredded yeah, just constant shredded. chronic pain yeah, oh it, yeah. it you know it's just funny how those seasons change and as sweet as they were it's it's hard to go back those were hard years for me yeah so i pulled up um i made my cinnamon bread a few weeks ago and i'm like Gosh, do I have that recipe written down anywhere aside from my blog? So I Googled Parisian farm girl cinnamon bread, you know, mm -hmm. and sure enough, I, I must have gotten in the mood to write a blog post. I was like busting at the seams pregnant with Juliet. So I think the opening line is still pregnant. <laughs> um. So, yeah, it was just kind of weird. Like, wow, there's me with two kids waiting to have a third. And I mean, that, and that was that three was kids crazy. ago. I mean, it's just it is. It's so beautiful. That was and it 13 years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've been it's thinking crazy. not to take this down. I mean, you guys, if you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, I go down very set rabbit trails. One of them might be controversial in that vein. Been thinking a lot about death lately. That's another one I like to venture down. But I really have been thinking about death a lot lately. Let me tell you what. Oh my gosh. No. <laughs> Just got to get it all out, okay? All right. Get it out. There's a house in my hometown that for as long... I've lived here my entire life, okay? They deck the halls for Christmas. It's one of those where people will stop by in their cars and take mm -hmm. pictures, lights everywhere. Okay. 
It's really beautiful. Yeah. And they've had the same decorations for as long as they've been doing this. So it's it's kind of okay. a thing. Okay. So I went to school with their son. He was in my grade and he made me my very first mixed CD. Do you remember when you could like burn CDs? Do you guys remember when that was a thing? Yeah. Okay. So he burned me a CD and it was like, this was before playlists. Okay. This was before, I don't know how old I'm making myself sound now, but this was a big deal when you could put together like all of your favorite songs on one thing. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So it was just really special thing. And anyway, we weren't close, but you know, well, he passed away a few months ago and he was my age and we drove by their house. We drive by it on the way to church every single Sunday. And they had put out mm. a sign that said, happy heavenly Christmas, Adam. And it broke my heart. It just oh, broke my man. heart. And I yeah. just thought, this is the good stuff, you guys. Like if you mm -hmm. need a little encouragement, we love cleaning toilets as much as the next person. Okay. Like, Right. Yes. Decking the halls and the beauty and the cookie making, but just like, come on, just hug your people. Just love them. Just let them be imperfect. Like it all passes so quickly. Yeah. I put a song in my Christmas tour about that. And somebody was like, your music wasn't Christmassy at all. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> Usually you do a Harry Connick and Michael Bublé. I'm like, well, actually, I don't because that's copyright. Music. That's what I was I'm just like, going to say. I've never I've never used that. I'm touched that you think some of my selections sound like them, but I have actually never used that because you can't do that. But there was this song. I used it for the greenhouse, my conservatory scene. I don't know why. It just like got me. It's Christmassy. It's got a little if they're not like a Christmas carol on the YouTube music, there's always like a little jingle bell in the background or something to mm -hmm. kind of cast the spell but it's the message of the song is this christmas is special because we're still here yeah it's called <laughs> we're still here oh seriously like yeah <sighs> that's what it's called it, this one's special because we're here yeah seriously that's all you need to make it special like, yep so yep no i mean sometimes you guys it just i know that sounds like morbid i don't i don't mean it in like a down way i mean it in like a we do have the opportunity to to face life in a really beautiful way. You know, last mm -hmm. Friday, we went over to our neighbor's house. I think I shared this on the podcast a few months back, but um, they lost their 18-year-old son in a very tragic accident in October. And so we gathered in their living room and we sang with them for an hour. We just sang out of our Psalter, sang hymns, sang psalms. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, like, when you can say this Christmas is good because we're here, that actually mm -hmm. means something in a situation like this, especially with people who feel deep loss. Like, but right now you have this moment, this day with these beautiful people that you love. So, mm -hmm. yeah, there's going to be dirty floors, but like, we're still here. And that's a really, really right. beautiful, beautiful mentality to stay in. When things get crazy, mm -hmm. when things get hectic, um, you know, I told my kids this the other day, like, you think because you're young, you're guaranteed 
this or that, you're, I mean, you're not, you're not, you know, I have two friends my age who have buried children. Like this isn't, this is not, we think we're immune and we're just not. And it's been such yeah. a harsh, would never wish it on anybody, but it's been such a harsh and, and, and the same time, beautiful reminder of not only God's mm -hmm. grace to these people to see them through these hardships, but just the beauty of right here, right now. Right now. Mm -hmm. Right now. Yep. You know? Right now. You're listening to Homemaker Chic Podcast. I'm Angela. I'm Shay. And we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind with red lips and no denim jumpers. Tupsin Co. is your beauty source for being homemaker chic. So remember this code, Fall Beauty. One word, Fall Beauty, for 10% off gorgeous designer quality makeup from Tupsin Co. You don't have to sacrifice quality to use cosmetics that are free from hormone disrupting chemicals, parabens, preservatives, and more. Mineral makeup, liquid foundations, a face primer to swoon over. This company has been created by our friend Emily, and she has taken the time to create quality makeup with ingredients that you can feel good about. Makeup, skincare, she's taking it to an entirely new level. I want you to try the red wine lipstick, the long lash mascara, the cream cheek tint. There are makeup brushes and even sample sets for you. So visit Toops. That's T-O-U-P-S, toopsandco.com, and use the code FALLBEAUTY at checkout for 10% off, or simply visit the Homemaker Chic podcast page on Instagram and click that red button that says beauty. If you are looking for quality kitchen products that are ethically sourced and in your price range, Angela and I invite you to visit Kui Housewares, that's K-O-O-I, housewares.com forward slash Homemaker Chic, and use code BLESSED10. This is a wonderful family-run business that was created over 10 years ago to offer high-quality products to us homemakers that are designed to last and benefit our homes, especially our kitchens. So often we can spend our money on the wrong products, products that don't stand up to the workload. Kui Housewares has put the hard work in of finding products that are high-quality, name brand, and products that are fully backed by manufacturer's warranties. They make it easy to shop everything from cake decorating supplies to canning supplies. While you're shopping Kui Housewares, be sure to check out the superb canning lids. If you didn't think a canning lid could get better than it is, you've never tried superb lids. They seal beautifully because of a thicker rubber seal, and they don't ever rust because of five layers of corrosion prevention. And they're made in the USA. Visit KuiHousewares.com forward slash Homemaker Chic, use code BLESS10, and enjoy shopping around this wonderful store. Here we are, that season where we tuck into our homes and make them cozy and comfortable for ourselves and the people we love. Tuck in with American Blossom Linens and receive 20% off your purchase of bedding, sheets, pillows, towels, and more. American Blossom Linens are American-grown and made cotton products that are woven to last a lifetime. That's right. These beautiful products are grown, spun, and woven in the USA. As a Homemaker Chic listener, you've heard us share our thoughts on the concept of better, not more. And so we're right here with you, dressing our homes in American Blossom's finest quality products. And as your home economist, you can enjoy 20% off with the exclusive coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20. With a two-year return policy, made in the USA, and free shipping, you cannot go wrong. 
Visit American Blossom Linens today. Duvet covers, sheets, towels, pillows, inserts, and more. AmericanBlossomLinens.com with the coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20 at checkout. I want you to visit HotRugs.net if you're tired of throwing your money away on cheap rugs that don't survive your lifestyle. You wash them, they start curling up on the ends, they just don't have that designer look that you want. Why not dress your home in a hand-woven rug from House of Tokemon? I want you to look at your home. Where does it need some style infusion? Nothing is as timeless as a Persian rug. And now you can use the coupon code HOLIDAYHOMEMAKER20 for 20% off one of these beautiful pieces. Here's a designer tip. Give your home an instant professionally designed look when you add a Persian rug. So you know you gotta go to House of Tokemon and check them out over on Instagram because she's always updating her feed with new rugs. And then use the exclusive code HOLIDAYHOMEMAKER20 for 20% off this investment into the fabulous style of your home. You're guaranteed a one-of-a-kind rug, no fake antique rugs, no machine-made or copy replicas sold here. House of Tokemon can be found at hotrugs.net. That's hotrugs.net. And use that coupon code HOLIDAYHOMEMAKER20. Yeah. Great, Shay. Sorry, Where are we going I also now? had a puker last night, so <laughs> I had a puker wow, and I that... thought about this. Yeah. I thought about this because, you know, kids puke, they want comfort. Yeah. And uh, I think there probably would have been a day where I was like, don't touch me. <laughs> don't touch me. <laughs> I don't want to get it away from me. But I just thought, I okay, what, you're going to puke, you know, worth it. It's worth it mm-hmm. to comfort your little puker. <laughs> um, anyway, sweet. I mean, not the puking part, but we're still here. <laughs> Sorry. I have no idea where to go with this content. So what okay, I'm going I to do. do... Oh, okay. Go oh, golly. No, go for it. Drink your decaf. I know. I know. I'm going to give a shout out and a final thank you to the season 18 sponsor, which is worldwatch.news. They've been a lovely sponsor, and I know so many of you have given them a try because they generously offered Homemaker Chic podcast listeners one month free using the code Homemaker Chic at checkout, worldwatch.news. What you're going to be able to do with yourself, with your children, with your homeschool students, with your students, if you're a teacher, is tour the world in 10 minutes every day. And this is the kind of feedback that they're... um giving when children are exposed to just these 10 minute clips of what's going on in the world uh, from a biblical worldview. Children have a fresh sparked wonder at how God made the world and it increases their um, compassion and curiosity, which I think is really important because if you're a mother, you know that empathy and compassion can be very, very difficult for our sweet little self-centered narcissists children are not that we have the world revolves around them and it's very good for them to know what's going on out there that it's not a little self-centric uh universe that we live in this um exposure increases logical conversations and really just to boost confidence and awareness especially um in carrying on conversations and uh, comprehension of of what's happening out there. So we want to say thank you um, to worldwatch.news for sponsoring this season, season 18. And again, they're treating our listeners to an entire month for free. So you can check it out five days a week 
That's 20 times you'll get to experience this and see if it's right for you and your family. So you can use the code HomemakerChic at checkout and visit worldwatch.news today. And thank you so much for, for sponsoring. There you go. 19. This is an anonymous. We asked our listeners to message us their questions over on Instagram okay. as we finish out this season of doing it for the people. And I feel like this one is for doing it for the cultural people, Angela. Okay. Okay. What does Angela think about Uggs? <laughs> they are so popular still, but to me, they look like people forgot to put on their real shoes. <laughs> Do you really want to know what I think about Uggs? Yes, she really? does. I hate them. <laughs> I've always hated them. I've hated them since the first time I saw them. I think they are silly and unflattering and I'm sure many people love them and that they're comfortable and they're warm. And I can just think about like 10,000 other shoes that I would rather be caught dead in. Quite frankly, it's just not my style. I don't think they're feminine. It reminds me of that. There's a meme. <laughs> like I just like offended so many people, whatever. I don't like them. They're not for me. There is a meme of like girls in like yoga pants or tight, like skinny jeans with Uggs on, long sleeve white t-shirts and sleeveless like puffer vests. And the caption is like the local um, Han Solo convention because <laughs> they all look like Han Solo. That's, it looks just like his you know, outfit from Star Wars. Oh, and it just, good. that's always stuck with me. It's very old, very old meme. Um, why ask? We talked about fashion weeks ago, or they're back. I kind of noticed them tapering away, and now I see them back in stores and yeah. stuff. I'm like, really? Yeah. How about like a pretty boot? I mean, having to wear a boot is like so meh, anyways, because they're so clod hoppery. I mean, it's just not delicate. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. They look like a glorified bedroom to me. I don't know. It's just not my yeah. thing. Yeah, I've never worn them. I mean, I can't think of a more inappropriate shoe to wear on a farm than an Ugg. They're like fabric. Oh, well, yeah, they're not waterproof. I mean, that's like, what I'm saying. They look like they, a bedroom slipper. They, they do. look like something you'd wear like, like a glorified in a sock. cold house like mine. Yeah, yeah. like exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I won't if even you want to do it for them. the people like, culturally, you need to just, stop wearing Just say no to Uggs. <laughs> And like the irony, they're <laughs> ugly. <laughs> Is that where they got their name? Do you think they were just like, we know these are ugly, I but I, we're pretty sure you're going to want to wear them. <laughs> we're going to run with it. <laughs> they're warm. <laughs> yeah, I remember like, actually what? sitting those moments, the funny ones that stick in your brain. I remember mm -hmm. my freshman year at college, sitting in the back of my math class, watching a girl present this whatever math thing and she did she had on like mm -hmm. a mini skirt with the yoga pants with the uggs with the vest and i remember thinking i don't understand this this whole thing <laughs> i don't i feel disconnected like here's a girl we're the same mm -hmm. age we should be you know relatively like culturally similar and i didn't mm -hmm. understand it so there you go I get I get flack like I like I don't care like I'm a snob about that once I blogged about like years ago I blogged about Crocs and how much I hate them 
mm-hmm. and how stupid I think men look in Crocs. Mm-hmm. Whoopsie. Yep. Um. <clears throat> okay. I know we've talked about doing it for the people this season and last week we kind of talked about, yeah, but you matter too, you know, and that's okay. Now, we got this message on Instagram that I thought was interesting because secretly, you guys, Angela and I do have private conversations behind the scenes of this podcast. She's getting <laughs> nervous now. Um. Anyway, this one got brought up. Rachel okay. sent this and she said, I've been listening to you all since the beginning. And this made me think of Angela. She sent us a reel and how she says she isn't hungry in the mornings. I've been the same way since high school and have been skipping breakfast for over a decade. I recently learned I have a hormone imbalance, which has led to excessive and stubborn weight gain, stress, and loads of other health issues. Eating a meal first thing in the morning has actually started helping me heal. And now I actually feel hungry in the mornings. Might be worth looking into, which is interesting because here's why this is interesting, you guys. Okay, okay. We talked about that Gary Brecca interview on Joe Rogan. That was so, it was like being in science class. I love being Gary Brecker, right? Yeah. Did we talk about that on the show? Yeah, we did. I think we did. Doesn't matter if we did or not go listen to it. It's exceptional. Okay. It's excellent. I listened to it again the other day. Yeah. I'm I'm listening to this again. And what's interesting about this to me is that I've also had a few health things that I just couldn't quite, and they weren't any major things, but like I, my body isn't storing iron correctly. And, uh, I have like a progesterone thing and I'm like, why, but why though? I don't just want to take progesterone. I want to understand why is it my body? Why isn't it storing iron? I'm eating iron. Mm -hmm. I eat more red meat than most people. Why isn't it storing iron? So I actually went to my doctor and I got the mouth swab genetic test that Gary talks mm-hmm. about in this podcast, okay? Now, I'm not going to go into all of it here, but one of the things that my results actually said was because of such and such thing that you actually should go like six do 16-hour fasts, 12 to 16-hour fasts. And it makes me wonder if somebody like Rachel, if hers would actually say the opposite, like don't fast, your body actually needs to do this. And here's why. How old is Rachel? I don't know. She doesn't say. Um, I do listen to sometimes the Trim Healthy Mama podcast. If the Mm -hmm. subject is interesting, especially if it's like hormones, because they are like hormone gurus. Mm -hmm. And I do remember them talking about like perimenopausal women mm-hmm. and menopausal women probably shouldn't do the big uh Fast. fasting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. isn't that interesting and mm-hmm. what's so tricky about health stuff is you hear something and you think oh okay well then that must be true oh okay red meat bad oh okay this much water like i'm not thirsty why am i not thirsty i like i am around people who drink water all the time. And every once in a while, like when I'm working out, I'll have a glass of electrolytes. Mm -hmm. I usually force myself to drink a a second glass of electrolytes throughout the day. But like, if we sit down at a restaurant, I like won't drink my water. I'm not thirsty. No. Why? I don't want to drink water at a restaurant. Yuck. (laughs) I want wine with my food. Well, I'm drinking this now because I want to have wine later. And I'm like, 
Yeah. You're going to, you need some water, but I'm not thirsty. Don't you think I'd be thirsty if I needed water? 60, what are we supposed to drink? 64 ounces a day? I think that's a little carried away too, isn't it? That's what I'm saying though. It's I mean, like, what if our bodies carry, are actually they, like The new totally trend unique. is like to carry around these like gallons and like, that's another thing. It's on my nerves and people I love do that. My I joke I, my friend joke with my friend Natalie about that all the time. She's like, I'm a hummingbird, Shay. You're a camel. <laughs> she has to open it up and take her sip. And I'll be like, Oh, are you having a water? Having a little water sip? And I'll yeah. just if I'm um, thirsty, I'll just chug it down and get on with it. <laughs> crazy thing. I drink water at night, in the middle of the night. Yes. Probably two to three times a day night I roll over and I grab my ball jar off my nightstand and chug water that's when I'm thirsty I drink water before bed I have a glass of water before bed again with electrolytes okay. mm-hmm. um um I guess to me it's like eating like eat when you're hungry drink water when you're thirsty that's I just kind of feel like surely your body tells you what to do <clears throat> I mean, I know when I want a glass of water, I'm like, get out of my way. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm like, nee. Yeah. And I notice like when I'm outside in the garden, you know, then that's that's mm-hmm. different Then I'm thirsty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I'm not. Yeah. And I actually wonder, I had this conversation with Dolores and she's like, I've never met anyone who's anti-water. It's like, I'm not anti-water, mm-hmm. but hear me out. What if <laughs> when you're drinking your gallon of water, you're actually depleting? your electrolytes in your body because it's diluting everything. I mean, my doctor told me ages ago, don't drink water with your meal unless it has like apple cider vinegar or something in it. Because what that does is it puts a bunch of water in with your stomach acid, which is supposed to be breaking down your food. So it literally dilutes the acid in your stomach that's meant to break down your food. It can't do as good of a job. That's why I don't yeah, that's I. That's why I don't drink water with my food. Like I, I know people get to a restaurant and they just drink water. I'm like, but then you're full. Yeah, <laughs> and I love to eat, man. I want to be hungry <laughs> when I sit down to eat. And yeah, yeah. I just yeah. I wonder. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm talking about, by the way. So take it with a grain of salt. I'm just. Yeah. All right. There you go. Okay. Interesting. And um, I, I've ruined myself. I drink carbonated water. Like, yeah, I'm not interested in water if it's not bubbly. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I know that sounds very posh. But either that or it has electrolytes in it. Something. Mm-hmm. Do you, if you just drink a, If you just drink like a full glass of water, do you notice that you kind of get like a bloaty feeling? Yes, that's why I don't like it. Why? I don't like to feel bloated. But it, that's why I don't, I get don't that with bubble water. Like I or I electrolytes. Know. Well, because I sip bubble water. I don't chug. I don't chug. Yeah, that's true. You can't really like, chug I don't... bubble water. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Here's another if anyone has water thoughts. I know we're gonna be going on break here for two weeks, but could you message us over on Instagram? I'm just kind of figuring all this stuff out. It's you know. Doing what I can here. Okay. This is from Shan. The people want to know, what are you getting your family for Christmas? Better not more. For the hubby, for the kids, extended family, friends. Are you homemade 
makers, maters? Do you put a price cap per person? Where are you shopping? <laughs> okay. That's funny. I just had this conversation with, well, I can't, my, I don't know if my kids can hear me. Half of them just want to karate. Um, I just had a conversation. I had to go to the bank and open a, a bank account yesterday. And um, the lady, you know, people make conversation at this time of year. Are you done with all your Christmas shopping? I said, yes, you know. And she, she said, thank goodness for Amazon. And I said, you know what? Thank goodness for Amazon. <laughs> I said, I am so tired of being guilted about using Amazon for thank for Christmas. I support small businesses all week long. And dang it, if I want to order some Christmas presents off Amazon, I don't want to see one more Instagram post making trying to make me feel like a turd <laughs> for using Amazon. I live on an island in the middle of nowhere and there is nothing like mm -hmm. it's that or drive 40 minutes south to Walmart. Like we have old lady shops up here. I can promise you my children do not want me shopping locally for Christmas. And like, just like the whole thing, like I buy them books throughout the year. I don't feel like this big pressure to get them a beautiful book at Christmas. And, you know, I don't know. It was a, mm -hmm. it was a funny conversation. She goes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so Shan, um, we've talked about this in the past probably, but we do it in our home. We do four gifts from Stuart and I per kid. So we're actually running into a bit of a problem because my sister-in-law and her family are coming for Christmas and they do Santa and we don't. So we never, we're not like, we don't have said anything about Santa. We're not anti-Santa. Okay. <laughs> it's just not really something we've ever done. And you got to remember, I am married to a hobbit. Okay. I am married to a Tolkien nerd. So we've always done Father Christmas. And on Christmas Eve, Father Christmas will write a beautiful vintage looking letter with tea stained paper and beautiful Victorian handwriting and He'll draw pictures just like Tolkien used to do for his kids. Mm -hmm. So Father Christmas will come. Sometimes he leaves a little homemade present, like a little leather bookmark or something. Sometimes he doesn't. Sweet. By the way, this is Stuart's, all Stuart's doing. I have zero to do with this. But it's You're just one of those things stamping leather, Shay. <laughs> Stuart, I always say, if you were with a, a meat bell, mallet, if you were a, a meat bell, tenderizer, <laughs> you were a fairy Stuart would be a tinker, you know, like, have you ever seen the newer Tinkerbell oh, yeah, movies yeah, yeah. where there's yes, all the, the different tinker, types yeah. of fairies? Stuart sure. is Tinkerbell, mm -hmm. okay? He wants to just mm -hmm. tinker with things. I'm more of like a, a bulldozer or I'm like, go forward. <laughs> and he'll just like stop and figure things out and his patience and all that. Anyway, rabbit trailing here. Uh, <laughs> go figure. So... We do Father Christmas. We don't do Santa. So the kids get four gifts from Stuart and I to them. And we've always done it the same way. Something you want, something you need, something to wear, and something to read. And we've really tried to stick to that. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean like four pieces of clothing. It means like, here's mm -hmm. a really beautiful dress jacket. Or one year I got the kid, mm -hmm. the boys, really beautiful felted made in Scotland vests and matching bow ties. Right. So we try to be really thoughtful about those gifts, but 
it sets the expectation so that they kind of know what's in store and it's mm. sort of become a habit for them. And it kind of takes some of the pressure off because you're not like, mm. how much is too much? Is it enough? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, that's tricky. And budget totally um, depends on the year. Is it a good right. year or a bad year? I don't know. Right, right. <laughs> um, and then are you really particular about spending the same amount on each kid? I know some people oh. get really worried about that as if the kid's going to know. I'm worried that they look equal. Look. <laughs> yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Kids, My kids aren't um, quite to the age where they know yet. Yeah, we're in a an interesting phase here where like they're older and they're getting more expensive. Yes, they're more expensive. Their hobbies, their hobbies are more um yeah, expensive and and they're good at their hobbies like you know, they don't want mm-hmm. they, you know, Aiden doesn't want Harbor Freight, he wants Snap-on. You know, mm-hmm. like like it's just mm-hmm. like the it's it's that kind of a thing where whether it's an art supply or a musical instrument or something like they they want good they want yep. good stuff yep and um and I respect that because then it's not just going to end up uh you know not being cared for um I think everybody's gone I'm getting my boys um painted turtles my boys painted want turtles. turtles so bad turtles like a tank for like live turtles. Like live turtles. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, is this like I'm a ceramic a cool turtle mom. that we're painting? No. My kids no, no. wanted axolotls. Do you know what those are? Oh my gosh, my kids want those so bad. Those they're, things are so freaking cute. They're uh, of all the. I saw them on Facebook Marketplace. It was like a whole tank and a whole setup, and I'm like, no Shay, no Shay. But it was like a breeding pair of axolotls. Aren't they? They're like endangered, aren't they? Yeah. They only found like in one mountain so in Mexico. I mean, cute. Anyway. They're adorable. Yeah. So, so yeah, um, turtles are a great. I'm idea. just doing that because, as much as I love to buy my boys Legos, I love buying them Legos. We have thousands of Legos. We will always take the Legos. People are like, "Oh, I've hand me down Legos." I'm like, "I'll take them." They just they just yeah. play with them nonstop, nonstop. We have the boys have three coffee tables in their room. And they're constantly like, can we get another desk? Can we get another coffee table? Like around the perimeter just for villages and roads and whatever. Um, But I think I told this story on the show this summer that like I hit the garbage pick jackpot and like probably $2,000 worth of Legos. I mean, legit, like retired $500 sets, just nuts. And so I'm like, I think Mm -hmm. we're going to just like hold the line on the Legos. Maybe grandma mm-hmm. will get you a box. I hope so. You know, but yeah. So I'm going to do the, they've been begging for turtles. Begging. It does so. kind of become this balance. When I, when I think about gifts for each kid as a whole, you got to, I try to take a step mm-hmm. back and think, okay, like what's a, a font, just like kid thing that they get to play with immediately and like, yay, right. you know, like yeah. instant gratification. Christmas mm-hmm. is so special. Because that's going to mm. burn a little different than like a felted vest. <laughs> you know for sure. I mean? <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And so I try to think, do they have something to tuck away with and like enjoy quietly? Do they have something fun that mm-hmm. they get to do with other people, like a new board game or a Lego, you know, something that they can mm-hmm. kind of put their hand to straight away. And then we do, 
Where those you, loser parents where you're like, and I'd also like you to learn something, you know, like something that right, does kind right. of level them up in some way. So this year we're getting the our box, boys. The books. What? Sorry, there, I, we might have a little internet snag because you keep catching and I keep talking over you. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, okay. Well, I was going to say like the box sets at Costco are so beautiful. Like last year they had... um. It wasn't Lord of the Rings, but they had another like Tolkien set, like mm-hmm. multicolored leather. Okay. And it's like all his like maps. And I I yeah. don't know what it is, but it's all like the extra stuff, Ooh, you know. And, oh, yeah. Ju- Listen. Oh, my gosh. They, all the beautiful. Tolkien shelves like, on our book. Yeah. Yeah. Bookcase. <laughs> yeah. It, it goes deep. Um, Yeah. We kind of opted out of Legos this year, too. If somebody else is going to get them an uncle or something, then that's great. But mm-hmm. we're doing like those big um, like electricity sets like circuit wiring yeah kits, snap where you like snap circuit kind of a thing yeah. where you learn about have you ever done those before Mm-mm. no and we, yeah we, that's a great we've done i highly recommend really them. little kid ones they're great yeah these ones are a little yeah. bit more advanced you know kind of yes the next... they'll love them yeah so that'll be fun they'll love them um mm-hmm. but yeah i mean i went full like geeky norwegian and got them all like geeky norwegian christmas sweaters that's there's something nice. to wear um mm-hmm. you know the kind of like reindeer on them <laughs> they're darling <laughs> yeah awesome i mean um another really thing simple. too with them getting more expensive is like we do stockings i'm like and you so know what like, i do in stockings food i yeah i do see? all my stocking stuff at the health food store i'm like here's some pork rinds here's some chocolate here's your own kombucha here's some naturally sweetened gum <laughs> That is a great idea. Oh, the, and they get to the eat gi- all of it. Full range. Yeah, the gifts are getting so expensive. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, it's not, first of all, I'm not this person anymore. And it's not like I can just go to five and below and buy you a bunch of made in China crap, like little things. That's what I did when like we were broke and like I would get them just stuff it full of clay and like whatever from, from the dollar store or five and below. And I don't do that anymore. I don't like those stores anymore myself and they that wouldn't appease them anymore you know so now I'm like okay I just spent how much money on your xyz right and I'm supposed to stock a stuffing full of crap yep sock what did I say that did I say that right stuff a stocking stocking? no stuff a stocking stuff a stocking (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah we do um yeah same I mean look I think it's very special to give gifts and I don't think it's something you should feel bad about. I think it's sweet and wonderful and every family does it Love differently. It, it yeah. is. It's very pleasurable. And I'm glad that I'm married to who I am married to, because I think I definitely, if I would have been married to somebody else who was like, this is stupid, let's not do any of this. I might've fallen into that ditch, but mm-hmm. Stuart continually reminds me like, this is a beautiful, sweet thing that we get to do for our family. And yeah. We yeah. are creating these wonderful, sweet memories with them. Um, but you, you know, you got to, again, find your budget and find your balance. So, right. Yeah. That's how yeah. we do I just stockings. try to keep my ears out. Like starting like in August, I just try to keep my, keep an ear out for mm. things they mention, mm. you know. I don't think about it until two weeks in. before ever. Oh, <laughs> I'm not saying I start shopping. I just start <laughs> listening. I just start trying to pay attention, you know, because mm-hmm. I know what I would like to get them. Mm-hmm. I want to get them all like 
fussy stuff, you know, like Mm -hmm. that's not gonna. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There are kids is, um, kind of their big present. Is there something they need? And this year I got them to make sure they're not listening, um, Mm -hmm. matching bedspreads. So the boys, you know, they share a room, they have two twin beds. Last year Mm -hmm. we got them the beds. So this year, like the boys got new Star Wars comforters and the girls got these really beautiful new floral comforters, but they're a nicer quality and they're really beautiful Mm -hmm. and fresh. And I know it's going to make them feel really good, you know? Yeah. So it'll be fun. It'll be fun. But that's kind of how we do it, Jan. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, do you like okay. pick certain wrapping paper or like do you have a wrapping paper? You know what, Angela, scheme? someday I'm going to be that person. <laughs> Beam. I look forward to that day. <laughs> but I'll be honest with you. Stuart and I have had the biggest and hardest work month I think we've ever had this month. Yeah. And I mean, we are white knuckling it to the finish line so that mm-hmm. we can have two days to get ready for 10 days of company. So, no, I will not be using a wrapping paper scheme. I will not be using twigs or twine. I will be throwing that shiz <laughs> together whenever I can get it together. Okay, I'll be choosing <laughs> whatever. I'll be using whatever wrapping paper Costco has, <laughs> and I will be sticking a bow on it, and that will be that. And I look forward to the day when I can stick my twigs in, but. <laughs> That is not today. <laughs> That's funny. I'm doing, um, I always want twelve wallpaper, or wrapping paper, and it's so hard to find. I love to like have everything. This is how anal retentive I am. I like everything under the tree to match. And we're like the only people that get my kids presents. Like they don't have aunts and uncles and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That So I, I do feel a little pressure there. Like it's not like there's a backup plan. Um <laughs> They had an aunt and uncle that used to, like, when they were smaller, and then obviously we're having more kids, and that sort of just decrescendoed away. But I like everything to match. And so, like, when this aunt would send, like, her big UPS box of wrapping paper that didn't match, it made me crazy. <laughs> My gosh. It would. I wanted it to match. You would. It would. So. Yeah. I can never find twall wrapping paper. I did find sheets of twall and I'm going to try and it's like chinoise. So it's pretty cool. So I'm doing blue and white with green velvet ribbon. That is my plan. And I hope I ordered enough and it wasn't cheap. So it was probably the stupidest thing I did all week. Oh, listen, let's just be reminded. It takes all of us to make the world go around. Okay. We need people like Angela (laughs) who hate Uggs and want, the wrappings to match under the tree and then there's the rest of us <laughs> so you're you're in good company whatever camp you fall into <laughs> um lots of messages came through on instagram that were equally as enthusiastic about the rest is history podcast Sweet. as we are i am currently in a six-part series on the fall of the aztecs Wow. So good. Yes. I finished my JFK one. So good. Six parts. Um, have you seen the one Mel Gibson movie? Uh the one he directed about the Aztecs? No. 
so good. What is it? When you're done, you should watch it. Okay. Well, here's what's so I'm interesting. I'm going to Google it. So you talk. Dominic yeah. writes history books for children. So sometimes oh, okay. they'll pull excerpts from them to read. And what's interesting about the story of the Aztecs and, um, oh my gosh, what's the the Spanish explorer? What's his name? The guy. Conquistadors. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But what's the One main of them. guy's name? Oh my gosh. Oh, there was a handful the subject of, of the entire thing. Why am I being so dumb right now? That's okay. Go ahead. Ugh, anyway, I'll... they basically don't know anything for sure at all like they have really tattered accounts of how things went and kind of can't trust fully the people giving the accounts so spaniards you mean giving the accounts like what do you mean yeah yeah sure okay so like a lot of the people in the spanish company like they kept journals they kept diaries they kept accounts and uh-huh. they would read some of these on the podcast and Dominic would be like, uh, yeah, probably not. That's probably, probably not how not. it went down. It's kind of like our okay. um, over uh, exaggerated Thanksgiving meal and like getting in the pilgrim yeah. sat down with the Native Americans yeah, okay. and they had pumpkin pie. It's like, probably not. Probably not. Pumpkin pie. Um, but that's what's so interesting is like we don't really think about this, but culture movie like things like a mel gibson movie they actually shape what we think actually happened Mm -hmm. you know like oh that's how it went down not necessarily you know yeah because this is just a good story like the story it's like a husband and a wife it's a good story it's very good this is really bugging me what why can't i not think well, there's like Ponce de Leon. Like, there's like a no, ton not, of them. no, no, there's, no. But I know you which know. one you're thinking of. Um, Dog on it. It's just bugging me. Why does my brain have to? Cortez, okay. Hernando Cortez, doy. Cortez. Okay. Like I've never done classical conversations. Come on. Um. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, so yeah. good, so good. Um. So I'm glad that you guys. So many of you are listening to that podcast love them what a fun way to fill time um i told you apocalypto is the name of the movie you should watch it okay is it like good graphic yeah i mean okay because there's those movies like like sacrifices and stuff like yeah aztec and yeah yeah or like um you're not a graphic person last of the mohicans like i watched that one time I watched Legends of the Fall one time. I mean, these are movies I watched before I was emotionally developed enough to watch them. Mm-hmm. They just, like, I can't do them. Legends of the Fall is so depressing. It's truly one of the most depressing movies. It's, like, I don't, I like a good take me somewhere, good right? Burn. That, that one, <laughs> I like a good burn, right? That one, I'm like. And I even tried it again years later. Like, was it really that bad? And yeah. it's good. I mean, it's a good story, but gosh, oh. do I really want to subject myself to no. that? No. But and I don't the younger mind. brother's like, like stuck in the barbed wire and he's trying to get him I can't. out it's during just the awful. war. I can't. Yeah. Ugh. It's just, and what's her name? She kind of bugs me. So sometimes she's hard for me to watch. I loved her in that. 
Oh, I it yeah, that movie damaged me. And I yeah, just can't take rough. it anymore, you guys. I like I don't know if anyone else like I I don't want to be taken anywhere. <laughs> don't take me anywhere. <laughs> Leave don't me talk alone. about anything hard. Please. <laughs> the person who opens homemaker chic with death yeah but that's real death i know it's i know like real yeah. stuff you know that's what i mean it's like guess where yeah, my no. my emotions are tied up there i have zero to give some fictional mm-hmm. character to background music while you're breaking my heart stop it mm-hmm. um okay so you're not change. a you're not a gladiator person wait a minute i just want to no. know did you like that movie no oh. I mean, again, we talked about Russell Crowe last week. We know how I feel about Russell Crowe, okay? But the scene where he's kissing his wife's feet or, like, crying at his wife's feet, kill me. Yeah, she's, like, hung and burned, kill me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel, I don't know. Maybe I'm emotionally stunted. I don't know. I don't have the processing capability maybe that some people have, but Mm. mm mm-mm. Um, I think I told you about this, but I like genuinely shut myself off from movies for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. Stuart and Georgia convinced me to watch this movie called Arrival. Did we talk about this? Oh, yeah. Amy Adams. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you did. You made me. Yeah, that was too much. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. too much. <laughs> Never mind. Good feelings gone. <laughs> okay, change. <laughs> um. Okay, change. This is a great part up for us to cue the wine music, Angela. And this is from Hill and Wild on Instagram. Okay. I just listened to the most okay. recent episode and I wanted to resurface the amazing Dry Farms Winery. <laughs> this must be French. Gross <laughs> <Okay>. Boys. <laughs> G-R-O-S-B-O-I-S. How the heck do you say that? I don't know. Is it German? Grass boys. That's awesome. What is it? Is it French? Oh my god. Yes, it's French. Yeah, it's hard to say. It is Grobois. Is it Chateau de Grobois? Is that what it is? Or is that just just says Grob? My tongue won't it's do tough. French it, anymore. Yeah, it's, it's tough it's, even for me. It's been doing cold, Italian and it's like, I'm wow. not gonna. Yeah, it's okay. difficult. Okay, anyway, this is a winery. Dry Farm Wines imports their wines, boxes it up beautifully, and ships it to your doorstep. Anyway, Hill and Wild is saying they just opened up a brand new tasting room, plus a patio and outdoor restaurant that will be open soon. And she said it would make an amazing 2024 summer or fall trip for podcast listeners. How fun would that be? Oh my gosh, that would be super fun. Can you imagine a Dry Farms winery tour, ladies? Get out of here. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I can, actually. Oh, she did send me more. Okay. Oh, she sent us a bunch. She sent us more about it. Okay. Is it a chateau? Because, like, you can... Yes, it is a chateau. Okay. Okay. Chateau du Colbois. See it here. It's... They went down a natural... This was on when they were on their first vacation in France. They went down a natural wine rabbit trail, a la Dry Farm Wines. Um, subscribing and falling in love with the natural French wine, French wines, especially 
I have fangirled hard on dry farms. And then she lists out a bunch of really beautiful ones that are grown and bottled in France. And then, like I said, imported by dry farms and shipped to your door. So here's what we want you to do. Go to dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. You guys have heard me talk about my friend Natalie all the time. Natalie went and bought a box of 12, which you still have time to do probably just barely by the skin of your teeth. Go, go, Um, go. Yeah. (laughs) She ordered a box of 12, Mm -hmm. packaged each bottle up really pretty, put a little bow on it, a little card. And that's what she gave as gifts to her brother, her sister-in-law, her mom and dad, you know, and she just kind of hit all of those people that she needed to buy for and sent them Mm -hmm. a beautiful, naturally yeasted, no sugar added, no garbage added, clean wine. I mean, I, this is pretty much you guys, truthfully, all I drink now. We've kind of cut out Mm -hmm. beer. I drink some hard cider. We live in cider territory, but Mm -hmm. other than that, and even my ciders, I'm really kind of, uh, picky about i would like the naturally fermented cider please with the no sugar added and right they're so sweet yeah exactly um but these are really wonderful wines for you to enjoy and you can do three or six or nine or 12 bottles reds or whites or oranges or pinks or sparkling there's a lot of selection for you and it's interesting like this lady's talking about her taste for french wines um You'll notice after a while of drinking dry farms that you really can distinguish the different terroirs. Like I always wondered how sommeliers do it. And then after a Mm -hmm. while of kind of drinking wines that don't have a bunch of crap added, you really can taste certain things. Don't you think? Can you tell the difference? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can. French wines. French wines. Yeah, I can like between... I can usually distinguish Austrian, Italian, like French, and South African because they're just in a different, they're in a totally different taste category to me. Austrians are so like obviously Austrian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun game we play. Whoever pours the wine, the other person has to guess. Okay. At least what region or country it's from. That's that's as good as we are, mm-hmm. but still <laughs> it's right. fun. Anyway, dryfarmwines.com forward slash Homemaker Chic is where you can go. Use that link because you can get an extra bottle for just a penny in your first order. It's a good deal. Awesome. Yeah. You should check out her thing. She wrote a lot about it in the Loire Valley and the winemakers and stuff. It's just You are better at finding our comments on Instagram than I am. I don't know why. Look, where does she find those? (laughs) Um, I don't know. I just find them. Um, Okay. Listening to your most recent episode and wanted to pass along a few music suggestions that I think you might enjoy. I'm always up for new music. I asked for music suggestions last week. Number one, Catherine McPhee. Wasn't she, she an American Idol a long time ago? Uh, I don't know. Okay. She has this amazing live album called Live on Soundstage, and I play it all the time in the evening while I'm making dinner. She has the most beautiful jazzy voice, and that particular album is divine. Um, Not too popish, but that one is chef's kiss. So there you go. Catherine McPhee, Live on Soundstage. Sarah Jarrows, G-A-R. 
R-O-S-Z, is my all-time favorite artist. If you like folk music, I think you would enjoy her. And lastly, this is a song for dinner cleanup. I love it so much. You can't help but groove around the house like an idiot. It's called Half Past Nine by Oscar Anton. Those are really fun suggestions from Jordan. So I'm going to have to check those out. I need some new ones. Thank you for those, Jordan. Appreciate it. If you guys know those, shout out. Um, I could not believe how many people sent us the Outlander reel. Do you know which one I'm talking about? The Outlander house reel? People people send me those reels all day, every day. I'm like, (laughs) I follow her. (laughs) Like, I can't tell you how many times a day. Somebody's like, I think you'd love this. I'm like, yes, I know. (laughs) I do love it. I do love it. Got me nailed. Um, (laughs) That one must be going crazy viral because people are sending it to our Homemaker Chic Instagram, to our personal Instagrams. It's insane. It's all Mm -hmm. over the place. All over. Mm -hmm. That's commitment. (laughs) Right? That's commitment. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. I could absolutely see you doing that, actually. I'm kind of surprised you. I mean, I love it. I really appreciate it. I don't. I could do it like I I could do it like talent wise, but I wouldn't want to do it for my own house like all the way. Why? You know. Because I have my own like style, you know, Mm -hmm. others. I don't want to like necessarily recreate something to perfection like. Like, I mean, they were hardcore. It's it's amazing. I just mm-hmm. don't want to live on an Outlander set. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, I love the way it looks. It's just that I have enough of my own developed style that that would be really weird to abandon and, and do. Um, do you remember when you yeah. almost abandoned your style a few years ago? Uh, remember no. this? No, I did. We, this was a season of our friendship where we were talking about design a lot. And you were in your house that you were in now, but you had been Uh looking at a lot of like really stark, empty, like chateau sort of things. Do you remember this? I know that's what I'm saying. Do you remember that stage where you were like, it was like stripped back and then there'd just be like a stuccoed wall with like a palm and an oil painting. I love it. I've always loved that. What started my... I found like when we vacationed up here, like 15 years ago, I found this book called Provence Style at one of the gift shops up here and I bought it. And that's like what turned me on to like that, like crumbling wall with just a beautiful piece of furniture. Oh, I love it. I can't do it. First of all, Why? I don't have the architecture for it. I don't because I don't have a crumbling wall and I don't want to try to recreate something like that. For me, like design wise, I don't want the house to end up looking like a craft project Mm -hmm. and I think there's like a really fine line when you start trying to make your house something that it isn't Mm -hmm. where it can start to take on like a craft project type feel if if you know what I'm girl I mean girl Um, (laughs) you know (laughs) so yeah I mean I I love that look if Uh I lived in a big chateau I would, or a big, you know, house. I would with arch doorways, try to do that. Yeah, yeah, walls and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I feel like honestly, I'm, I'm still every year 
I get more confident and this is who I am and this is where I am. Mm -hmm. And that voice gets a little bit stronger. Just this past weekend, I don't know if anyone remembers from my YouTube videos, but I have, we put in an arch door in our kitchen, which I love. And I painted it this really beautiful blue color and then a brown color and then a yellow color. And then I had it all flaky and peely. And it was, I mean, I got the chippy thing down. Okay. And this mm -hmm. weekend I sanded it and painted it this nice semi-gloss yellow that matched the trim and the ceiling and the rest of my kitchen. And it was like this big moment, like goodbye, chippy door. Like we're, we're mm -hmm. done with that phase now. I want it to mm -hmm. look my house is chippy enough. That's the thing. It's like if I had a new house and I was trying to kick it back a little bit, the chippy mm -hmm. door would make sense. My kitchen is crusty. <laughs> so yeah. I actually realized it's gone too far. It's looking, you know, we always joke there's a difference between like vintage and bad grandma. Okay. Like yard sale grandma. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between mm -hmm. chippy paint crusty old old things that I love and you need to get a paint count out and like take care of this it looks it looks run down right there's a difference between there's run a big down difference. and and I'm sorry like run down in a, an American house doesn't translate like run down in a French house yeah you know what I mean like it just run down is relative let's put it that way run yeah. down is relative you know um do you remember Paige from farmhouse vernacular <clears throat> she left yeah, the yeah. internet i have mad respect for Paige. Yeah. um <laughs> but she i remember her saying like can we stop this chippy paint thing because like if my angles if her paint was chipping she'd she be patching mortified it. yeah yeah she would have been like and now that looks old and worn and i'm going to put a fresh coat of paint on it and it's silly because it's mm -hmm. an aesthetic that i love but there is a difference between like old farmhouse in France with chippy paint and your kitchen door where everything else is painted with nice paint. Right. It just looks right. unkept at this point. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I my yellow cabinet. Like I have a ye that yellow hutch in my kitchen and it's chippy. It is the mm -hmm. first of all, it's just sentimental. It's the very first antique we ever bought together right when we got married. And then but it was like that dark cherry, like mahogany type, that very 1930s, 1940s, you know, with the glass doors and the yeah. one, that one shape um, handles on the drawer, you know, and I just went after it one year. I'm like, we're done. This is so not me. This is way too fussy. And I got this really great yellow and like did two shades of yellow and put chicken wire in it. And like I had it just souped up. It was adorable. And then I'm like, okay, I'm not really like chicken wire. That's kind of cheesy. That ship sailed a long time ago. We're going to take the chicken wire out. And then when we rented, I didn't really have room. I did not, not really. I did not have room for it. So it was on the porch by a door that had a screen and it got rained on all the time. So then it got really chippy because it's like legit damaged. And now every time I walk by it, I'm like, do I need to clean that up? Or does it look, I mean, it looks... Yeah like an old cabinet and I can't ever decide is it too far gone yeah is it? I know see I don't that know it's a thing yeah with I mean it's not with... like white chippy like I sanded the edges and like I didn't do it on purpose like that's yeah. the thing where I like there's that craft project I just don't that 
that seems like so 15 years ago, you know, to do all that. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think at least in our home, definitely I've been aware of it. We, you know, we just did our, you did your big Christmas tour that you do every mm-hmm. year. A few days ago, we just put ours up as well. And it forces you to kind of like take a step back and look at your house. You know, you have to clean it obviously. And yeah. it's, it's, I think it's fun. I think it's really fun as homemakers to watch that change and watch that evolve. And I don't ever want to feel stuck like, oh, but this is mm-hmm. my style or this is the way that I am because I think it's really fun to grow. And, you know, there were plenty of years where I put Goodwill art up on my walls and made it work and spray painted frames. And that's not where I want to be anymore. I'm really, mm-hmm. I love collecting art. I make big collage walls and I really want each piece to be unique, special, an original or a really particular well thought out photograph or whatever mm-hmm. it is, you know, mm-hmm. like I delight in those things. And that means also like letting go of some of those other things and just saying, thank you for your service, you know, mm-hmm. and finding what fits you better now, I guess. Yeah. That's yeah. how it felt painting the door. It felt really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the door can stay chippy forever. I mean, that was good. Yeah. And you guys just did all that trim in your ceiling. And yeah, and means... it brightened it up. It felt really nice. And the door is rustic of... enough. It's an arched door on a cottage. It's yeah. that's why the rustic, kitchen is rustic you know? enough. Yeah. Like, right. right. That's how I even feel about, you know, again, we've gone through seasons where like all of our drinking cups have been mismatched. All of our like all of the plates mismatched. Okay, I had like four plates left. <laughs> Yeah, those are I on my list after hit, Christmas. Um, I need to go hit a restaurant supply house for yeah. some Buffalo China or something. I mean, yeah. wow. Yep. But yeah. again, it's like, you know, there was a time where that fit better than it fits now. And now it's like mm-hmm. we are we are running our business out of our kitchen. Like this needs to be efficient. This needs to be clean. This needs to be organized and nice. And mm-hmm. there's no place for unintentional mess there's just not it's not the space for Mm -hmm. that you're listening to homemaker chic podcast i'm angela i'm shay and we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind with red lips and no denim jumpers let's talk about shopping shopping online at the new parisian farm girl shop or shopping with me in paris next year first things first Have you visited the new Parisian Farm Girl shop? I am now featuring everything you've come to love about Parisian Farm Girl style from plaid to antique transferware dishes. This month, I will be restocking with treasures from my trip to the Paris flea market. So visit every Friday as new items are added from oil paintings to copies of some of your favorite dresses you've seen me wear. And while you're there, you'll also find details on how to secure your place on one of my 2024 trips. In April and October of next year, I'll be taking small groups of people to Paris for the flea marketing trip of a lifetime. But don't wait because some of those weeks are almost sold out. So visit parisianfarmgirl.com and click my shop to find beautiful pieces to decorate your home and details about the Paris flea market tours. That's P-A-R-I-S-I-E-N-N-E farmgirl.com and click my shop. 
home cooks. Listen up, we've all got to cook and sometimes that's a bit boring and hard. There's no escaping the demands that come from our kitchens whether we're cooking for one or many. So let's make it fun, nourishing and delicious. I want to personally invite you right now to join the Elliott Homestead cooking community with me, Shay. You can visit cook.theelliotthomestead.com to get started. As a cooking community member, you're going to get five whole food, nourishing and inspired recipes each month created from scratch in my own kitchen and delivered straight to you. I'll also send you an instructional video to go along with each recipe so that you can learn new skills and begin to enjoy new dishes and flavors. The cooking community is a place of inspiration and community where you can visit with other home cooks on our circle group or simply enjoy the bountiful recipes that you'll find each month in your mailbox or inbox. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com right now. Choose the membership package that's right for you and let's get cooking. Let's talk sexy, simple, luxurious natural skincare. That's right, I'm talking about Tubes & Co. If you think that natural skincare has to come at the cost of results, we invite you to visit tubesandco.com and use their incredible skincare. Use code FALLBEAUTY for 10% off. Emily Toops began this family-run company because she believes that skincare products that nourish and restore can come from simple, wholesome ingredients. That means ingredients like cold-pressed olive oil and organic grass-fed tallow. Emily formulates her skincare with real ingredients without the use of synthetic chemicals, toxins, fillers, artificial colors, or fragrances. Their products are made in the USA and all the ingredients are sustainable and fair trade with transparent and ethical sourcing. Skincare products should nourish our skin without having to impart hormone disrupting toxins. But don't just take my word for it. Visit tubesandco.com, click the skincare tab, and just read through the raving reviews. Homemakers just like you love the tallow balm, French clay soap, and glow serum. Visit tubesandco.com, shop organic skincare, and use the code FALLBEAUTY for Things a 10% discount. Things change. You can change, listeners. <laughs> um, speaking of, I know we're kind of wrapping up, uh, but let's go ahead and do our challenge so that people have something to sink their teeth into, their cleaning challenge, for the two weeks that we're going to be off. So we're going to take two weeks, okay. right? Or is it three? I can't remember. It's going to be a little bit more than that because this two is going half, to air whatever. on the 18th. So then we have the 25th, the first, and we will be back with season 19 on the 8th. So it's going to okay. be three weeks. Three and weeks. We thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, this is going to be the first time Stuart and I have taken two weeks off since we started. Yeah. Same here. So... At the autoresponder email is going on. I mean, I'm going hardcore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's going, um, and I'm really excited. Again, we thank you. Um, I don't know why my thing stopped what are you recording. Doing? Oh well, we'll have to just use hmm. the other audio. Okay, so okay. did we do green under your kitchen sink yet? I don't believe we did. Green. Okay. So not the black mold like underneath my kitchen sink. But <laughs> spoiler, <laughs> spoiler. I, I intentionally avoided some of these questions on Instagram because we genuinely had a lot of them. What do you use for laundry? What do you use to clean your kitchen sink? What do you yeah. use to clean your toilet? We're going to come out swinging. Gonna, We're going to get gonna clean your oven. We're, We're doing our clean cleaning January, challenge. We're going ladies. through yep. a complete book of home organization. We've talked about that. Mm -hmm. um, but season 19... The sponsor, I can't tell you who it is yet, 
but you're going to be really happy. And it has everything to do with cleaning. So Mm -hmm. green under your kitchen sink. Um, Look underneath there. Pull out those nasty, nasty chemicals. We're going to replace them with something way better for you. Yeah. In season 19. Okay. So Mm -hmm. hang tight with us as you look for non-toxic detergents and cleaners. Because again, this has come a long way in the last 10 years. (laughs) natural cleaners. It's just unnecessary. There's literally no reason to use harsh chemicals, especially in your kitchen, on your cooking surfaces, and on your cooking utensils. There are much better alternatives. So I think people have a real paranoia of like salmonella. And I think there's like an exaggerated fear of dying from your kitchen counter. You should see the people when I cut meat on wood cutting boards on YouTube. God help us all. Oh, yes. It's people can't take it. People can't take it, Um, which might be a conversation for another day. (laughs) But there are really, really wonderful things. In the meanwhile, don't stock under your cabinet just yet. Okay. Don't go buy new cleaners just yet. You got to get through Christmas first. In the meanwhile, if you do have that little lull between Christmas and New Year's, when you need a little something, mm-hmm. something to do, let's just clean it out. What about you take everything out? What about if you paint it a nice, fresh white? Use whatever leftover yeah. paint you have. Just put a exactly. nice coat of yep. paint on it. I need to do this. I need to paint I mine. Do mm-hmm. That makes it a lot more wipeable, protects the wood, yes. helps it. High gloss makes it wipeable. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Um, we always have those kind of weird down days. And for those oddballs like us who actually like to do stuff on their days off, like it's kind of relaxing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're going to, you're going to clean out under your kitchen sink and you're going to clean your oven after all that Christmas baking. Yeah. That's a, that's a great opportunity to do that. Uh, what do you use to do clean your oven? I just use like baking soda and steam water and it's really simple. On the inside? Mm-hmm. What do you use? Do no, you use like use an like oven cleaner? Nasty stuff. Yeah. Nasty stuff. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, Tony you can says clean your oven with baking soda. Yes. She says like for real, number 29 like it, like- is clean your oven with baking soda. Vacuum out the crumbs. Okay. Coat the oven entirely with baking soda. So my guess is you need to make a paste, like sponge it on. Yeah. Use oh no. Okay. Okay. And then use a spray bottle. Mist the baking soda with water until it becomes damp, okay? And then use a sponge to spread the mixture throughout the entire oven. Um, Over the next couple of hours, continue spraying the baking soda as it dries to kind of keep it moist. Um, And then vacuum it out. Scrape it out. Use a sponge and a spray bottle. Done. Never tried it. I'm going to try it. Sus. Yes, you are very sus, aren't you? (laughs) Yeah. Tony says that it has to be true. Have you seen Tony's house? I don't know if her ovens ever looked like mine does. How many kids does Tony have? I think they're older. Okay. Well, that makes a difference. Yeah. Okay. Um, So that's what you're going to do. Very simple. Under your sink, in your oven. Clean it out. And listen to like all your favorite Homemaker Chic episodes while you're doing it. There you go. So you don't miss us too much. I was thinking <laughs> about the whore. If somebody wanted to torture me, they would probably 
go back and have me listen to our beginning episodes. No. Like, oh, remember nope. when you said Not that stupid it. thing? Yeah, thanks. I do remember no, that. No, so Great. stupid. It's now out there in the internet forever. Oh my gosh. I cannot, I cannot handle the first <laughs> couple of episodes. I can't handle it. There's, there's one time where I repeat myself like seven times. I'm like, <laughs> would you shut <laughs> I say the me. same thing. Like, no one is more uh, sick of Angela and I than Angela. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh. Oh. Alrighty. Ladies, we're so we grateful did it. for you. Merry Christmas. We hope you Merry have a Christmas. beautiful, beautiful holiday season. And we will be back here with you season 19, January 8th. Thank you for your support, your support on Patreon. Thank you for your support mm-hmm. over on Instagram. Every like, every good rating, every comment, every share, every time you shop through one of our advertisers, um, you do so much for us. And we are so grateful for you all. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Can't believe we'll it's see another you guys year back wrapped here up. in a few weeks. All, all right. right. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Cheers. Cheers.